Married Murder Mayhem. Um, happily. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> uh, happily Married Murder Mayhem. Hello, and welcome to our third episode of Happily Married Murder Mayhem. Today, we have a little bit of a trigger warning, babe. Yes, uh, capital punishment and execution, if that bothers you, do not listen to this episode. Now, with that said, I'd like to state that us here at Happily Married Murder Mayhem do not believe in murder of any kind. No. So let's start. We do not condone it. That is our opinion on capital murder. That is our opinion on animal murder. That is our opinion on any of that. We do not believe in murder. So... With that said, babe, if a priest approached you Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. and asked you Uh-oh. Was he asking? to kill his wife oh, I thought that was and give, give you and whoever you volunteer with him to partake in the $1,000, would you do so? No. I would not kill somebody for $1,000. I would like to also state that I don't think anyone in the right state of mind would say that they would kill someone. For a whopping $1,000. Right? I mean, sure, $100,000. You might tempt some people. But $1,000 and they're just going to give their life away? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like was, they lowballed. They low-balled I find it that. hard to believe that they were in the right state of mind when they agreed to it. But, again, that's our justice system probably failing. Because I did not read through this whole story at all that any of them I were did not... brought to any mental health check whatsoever. So, with that being said... I would like to introduce the victim. Her name is Elizabeth Sinnett. She was married to her husband, which is the preacher that approached the three men about the murder. And they went in and staged a world-class murder break-in for this preacher, which I, for some reason, cannot remember his name at this point. But he's not important um he doesn't even make it to trial he does not even (laughs) make it to the trial exactly um he is the blip in the story at this point um so they murder her stab wounds and two in the neck and then all over her body until she finally collapses and stops breathing but they get the corner there after the husband frantically calls yes oh this yes yeah yes go ahead take over go ahead sorry i this is my part that i researched usually (laughs) i i don't join in in the research so she can surprise me with the stories and i can kind of like give my my ideas and thoughts but i helped out on this but halfway through the story when it hit my desk i was like i don't think i can do this alone Aaron. i'm so sorry i need to have you be involved because i don't believe in capital punishment and this is literally like at the end of this is going to be pretty much live in the moment ending. Like yes. within the last hour of us recording this, the story on this case has finally closed. So we'll get there. For now, let's tell you how we got to that point in general. So as we've stated, the husband, the preacher, he hired a man, Williams, said, Hey, help me out. I need you to murder my wife. Got some money problems. I need the insurance. So, Williams gets Parker and Smith. They help stage it to be a break-in murder. Uh, kind of wrong place, wrong time idea. And that goes through. The husband is actually the one who calls the police, frantic and screaming, freaking out. 
they actually have to the the person who answers the phone actually has to refer to uh i believe their name was ray the sheriff at the time and ray was the one who took the call and said you know calm down what's going on talk to me i'm the sheriff and eventually got to the point of he came home the preacher came home saw his wife dead and called the police. That's how he played it off. He was not home a at the time. A suspected break-in or yes. a home invasion. So once they got there, uh, the sheriff searched for a pulse, said, I'm not finding anything. Get the people in. Let them, you know, do their job to get her out of here. And when the paramedics arrived, they actually stated that they thought they had found a pulse when they first got there. Right. And one of the things that stood out to the sheriff was the husband's reaction was not of oh my god thank god my wife is alive but it was like to go he he basically fell white as if oh my god what happened and he thought that was a little strange but they all agreed they got in the the it was more like oh my god they didn't do the job i paid them a thousand dollars and she's not dead yeah and so (laughs) they didn't know that at the time yet but so they got in the ambulance and the sheriff was hoping they could get a at least some sort of statement from the wife but unfortunately she passed before being able to speak out or say anything and um, this happened in her colbert colbert county in her home in alabama in alabama yeah. yes and so that was the first thing that the sheriff felt off about and they said upon investigating more uh looking at the house they they kind of got vibes that it was seemed more staged rather than a a real break-in like they just felt like too much was was nicely knocked over i'm guessing or, or things just didn't seem to fall right like they should have um but what really kind of set it for them did it say anything was missing um a, i think they said a vcr was missing um <laughs> okay. i know of all things right of all, all right. the things to take it was, it was 1988 when this took place yes. so vcrs was the hip new thing yeah you, you broke into houses and took vcrs apparently with murders yeah. um but they said that it felt staged, it felt off, but they actually received a call from a tip line uh, when they initially put it out saying, hey, we're requesting help. You know, if you know of anything, let us know in helping find the people who did this. Well, someone apparently called in and uh, anonymously left the tip. And said, Pastor Charles. They should look into him. And so they're like, well, okay. So they brought him back in uh, for more questioning. And they really, they said they grilled him for like a good hour or two. Just really trying to like, you know, where were you? What were you doing? How did this happen? Da, da, da. Really That's trying to really see if you fuck with crack. your mindset that because you know for a fact you hired them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, that has to fuck with your mind. And apparently he denied the whole time. He was like, nope, wasn't me. Nope, nope. I did nothing to do with that. Nothing to wow. do with it. Wow. And so he, they finally like, all right, we're sending you off on your way. And it was literally, he said, as he was leaving, uh, like about to walk out the door, one of the investigators just offhandedly made a comment and basically said, I wonder if he knows uh, Kenneth Smith. And he said after that, his face went beet red, like as if all the blood just rushed to his face. Like, oh my God. So he... Like, I just got caught. I do know who Kenneth Smith is. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they figured out the connection. Yeah. And so after that moment, he went home. Charles went home. Mm-hmm. where his family, his his kids... Wait, now, before that, didn't one of the investigators recognize him? Yes. Oh, thank you. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. The So one of the things that the sheriff had mentioned after the interview was that he realized in the interview that he had seen him before. 
He couldn't figure out at first why he looked familiar. He realized about a week prior at a different murder investigation that he kept coming around to the investigation. They kept having to try and shoot him away. It was at a convenience store. So he's literally sitting there asking questions about how not to get caught for murder. Yeah, so he was basically there. Like, he said, he felt it was weird. Like, I don't know why this guy kept poking around, but he kept poking around watching and kind of like, poking questions of uh, like being oh, creepy you, yeah like a pastor would. And, like he thought to himself at the time like oh, you know that's weird like why is this guy so interested um i'm so I'm what happened when the pastor got home so when the pastor gets home he he basically comes to his whole family it's his you know all the media the sons that are there his parents her parents like everyone's there because they're still grieving right this was relatively soon after everything that went down so everyone is there and he literally comes out and confesses everything he says he's been having an affair what he says to them uh he had uh, says you know this is what i did to have a hand in your mom my wife's death um did they walk out of there did he walk out of there he, alive he walks out because everyone else is stunned because i would walk straight him? out to his car and shoots himself in the face oh never mind he did it for me yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah so that's why and they they sheriff showed up you know rode with them until they got to a doctor basically where they pronounced yeah no he's dead but obviously yeah. um yeah that so he Basically, after hearing the connection they found to him and Kenneth Smith, that he was like, well, I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, I went home. Uh, everybody, uh, I fucked up. Here you go. Here's all the evidence. Here's me telling you everything. And then he went and killed himself. Which, yeah, I can't even believe. Wow. He, yeah. But basically, I guess in doing that, too, he also like incriminated the people he said who he talked to. So he basically gave them... Who they needed. That. Yeah, he gave his confession to his family, who then told them. And then they found a VCR with Kenneth Smith that they said belonged at uh, his residence. At oh, wow. The was residence. his wife. Wow. Yeah. And so, so that basically sealed the whole deal. Billy Gray Williams, which is the one that um, Charles Sennett first approached with the offer of $1,000. That man was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Mm-hmm. He, received, he then passed away... Of an illness in November of 2020. 2020. Yes. Smith and John Parker. 2020. In prison. Oh, shit. Do you think it was COVID? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think so, at least. I wonder why they said illness and they should have been like, he died of COVID, man. Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they were just I mean, like, I know it was going rampant. It was still speculation, maybe, that it was. Or maybe right? they couldn't confirm it was. Oh, but Jesus. hearing that in, like, November, I think at the time schools had already been closed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, Smith and Parker... We're both sentenced to death. Now, the crazy thing with Smith is um, they had agreed by, what was it, 7 11, to 1? No, 11, 11 to, to 1. 1. 11, 11 to 1. Not to give him the death penalty. No, they gave him, they 11 jurors out of 12 said that he should just get life in prison. But the judge said, no, nah, that's not good enough. I want this guy dead. And yeah, the judge overruled the jury and said, no, I don't this care was what on you Smith. guys said. Smith deserves the death penalty. Which I just... What's the point of having a jury if the judge is already ready to make the... (laughs) That's... Like, it literally breaches everything our judicial system is for. Like, if it's literally the the jury is telling you they don't want this, you hired them to make this decision. It's not like the jury's like, And then you're like, fuck you, I don't like your decision. No, they didn't say let him go. Yeah, they said life in prison without parole. The judge being able to overrule is supposed to be in places where the judge is like... 
okay, look, like the the ju- the the ruling you guys came to is either too close and I need to make the decision, or it's more of like clearly you guys knew something or were like learning about this case before. But that justice scale is way. leaning towards um guilty but jail life in jail i just want to just slam down on the yeah, other side clearly I yeah, he was trying to make some sort of statement statement of some or something well he, he does because this whole situation gets nastier so parker is executed via lethal injection in june of 2010 his story ends right there but smith is scheduled to be executed in november 2022 what i don't understand is why it took so long and appeals maybe or something yes so it was of? all the appeals he was making and constantly being denied all appeals so um he was I scheduled mean, to be executed wouldn't you be making a bunch of appeals against the death penalty when literally 11 jurors said you shouldn't hell be yeah put to death hell yeah <laughs> like i would definitely be like no 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 can we go back to the fact that 11 jurors of my peer like peers <laughs> That I'm supposed to be held up to and their standards. And literally, they just keep ignoring him. The Supreme Court of Alabama just keeps ignoring all of his his begs and pleads for just life in prison instead of the lethal injection. So they schedule him for the lethal injection. Now, here's where it gets to the point I'm going to be trying to make this whole time, which is the death penalty is wrong. So he try they try to find a vein. Now, mind you, they don't give you, like, a two-hour window for a warrant. It's usually eight hours or so. So they're trying this whole time to find a vein and end up having to call it quits on on Smith's execution because the warrant of his death given by the Supreme Court has exceeded expired. its time. It is, has, has expired. Yeah. So they've poked him over and over and over again and been unable to find a needle. So first of all, you clearly don't know how to do your goddamn job. Yeah. And second of all, how is that humane? And when they do these... Matter of fact, in a in a hospital setting, if someone punctures you three times and doesn't find a vein, they are required to go grab another nurse. Because yeah. it's considered, considered unusual pain, like unusually yeah. painful and not right. Yeah. And the whole time he's not just sitting there. Like when they do lethal injections, I didn't realize this. They actually suspend you. Upside down. Yeah. So he's literally just held on to a gurney upside down, just kind of dangling from it. Which I don't understand why they do that either. Have you guys ever sat upside down with your head hanging off the bed? It is a head rush. You start to feel sick after a while. Yeah. So apparently he sat there for hours. Eight hours. Yeah, I think is what it it is. Um, So anyways, Alabama Supreme Court says um, since his execution expired and they obviously did a shit ton wrong, they tell him... You have a choice. Do you want to go by lethal injection again? Like or, we can try again and hopefully get it right this time. Or go by another option. And, and of course, he's like, no, I don't want to go through that again. He's got PTSD from it. They say he has constant nightmares, which obviously, why wouldn't you? Like, that's fair. That's not... It does, it's, that's it's not painless just, death. That's yeah. unfair treatment of a prisoner. That's all I have to... That's unfair. That's a lot of torture. I don't know what we're doing here. But... So he obviously says, no, I don't want that. So then they tell him, okay, we have execution execution method by nitrogen hypoxia. And if you guys haven't heard of that, that's literally because as of right now, only three states, including Alabama, have actually okayed it as an option to be used. But no one, and I repeat, no one in our country or uh, supposedly even the world has been 
put to death via this method. Well, as this is being as, recorded. Yes. Um, about an hour or so ago, eight o'clock Alabama time, he succumbed to a hypoxia death. Yeah. He was the very first in our country and world. Now, mind you, if you don't know what a hypoxia death is, I am going to get into that. Um, But he was executed today, January 25th, 2024. And he became the first person in history to ever experience this hypoxia death, which, in fact, they had no idea what exactly that meant. Like, their only method of know-how was accidents or attempted suicides. And the, the leading expert they had... Was a Dr. Philip Nitschke. I, I hope I'm saying that right. And he's a euthanasia expert. Now, before you guys are like, what the f- is that? It's people who want assisted suicide. Yes. Which I wholeheartedly stand behind. If that's the way you want to go out, like, mad respect. That's your choice. And it's not like it's just like willy-nilly like, hey, I think I want to do it today. Like, oh, no. It's an extensive process yeah they have to make sure you're mentally able to to do do that that. so the fact that that exists for people if that is what somebody wants to do i respect that i will never personally do it i don't think but i respect you if that's for what you need to do you you need to do what you need to do and that's fine and so nitsky he created uh, he had actually designed as i said a euthanasia expert he had designed a suicide pod that used nitrogen gas the same gas they were using for this execution and he kind of his concerns that he brought up to Alabama was that they he was most concerned with the way they were going to administer the gas that the gas was just going to be administered through a, a breathing mask basically like a um, like the one you wear anyone, every day. yeah if anyone has ever done a full face mask from sleep, uh, sleep apnea or even like an oxygen mask or you know anything like At that it's basically they have a, a mask like that tapped, taped around his face or strapped around his face and they were going to administer gas. And his biggest thing was he said with that, it, you couldn't guarantee the seal, basically. So and Which if, is why he does a whole he, like pod to ensure a safe and calm exit out of this as world. He, yeah, as he stated. that I Exactly. Mean, it would be a safe and calm and quick. But with the mask, his worry was that any jaw movements, any facial hair, anything like that could cause the seal to be broken and a little bit of oxygen to get in that would prolong into what could be a very rather macabre slow process of slowly uh, not getting enough oxygen was what he said. That was his worry was that even the slightest little break would be enough to, to get him oxygen and cause a slow, basically painful death. So, I am so fucking pissed off about this. I don't even want to go into it. But why don't you go ahead and state what... No, mind you, he hasn't eaten since, like, eight hours ago. He wasn't allowed to because their concern was that he was going to... The nitrogen would cause him to vomit. And he was going to, like, inhale it into his lungs. Yeah, that it would affect the mask and, and the nitrogen. Several people who were scheduled to be in the room with him were expressed concerns because, like we said, this was the very first time of ever trying this, that they had expressed their own concerns about being in the room, about any leaks, how they could be affected by it, if, you know, somehow the mask came off and it just pushed out into the air. So it, it wasn't like they had a great plan on this. Everyone was feeling safe and confident. But we, we can go through. They, they gave us a, a kind of 
moment to moment, or not moment to moment, but like a, a breakdown of process through the day. So at a breakdown of his last day, the end of the, the end of what everything USA stands for. So the execution window for the state of Alabama opened at 12 a.m. Thursday morning. So Mm -hmm. Wednesday night, Thursday morning at 5 a.m. Protesters were expected to be at the William C. Holman Correctional Facility throughout the day to demonstrate against the execution. And there were there were protesters there. They were saying, you know, that this was un- inhumane. Um, and again, mental health came up in it several times. They, somebody, some people were found to have signs that said, you know, don't experiment on our uh, convicts as well as um, don't, you know, it's not right to kill the mentally ill. I don't so, believe in experimenting on animals either. Like, I don't like that you experiment on rats. I get that they claim it's for the better good. Well, then fucking experiment on yourself. I, I just don't, I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. And so at 10 a.m., the this was the deadline for Smith to finish eating his final meal. He reportedly ate a T-bone steak, hash browns, toast, and eggs slathered in A1 steak sauce. According to the Associate Press, he is allowed clear liquids until 4 p.m. So they, again, like we said, he had to finish his So they're last dehydrating meal, him too. 10 hour, or at 10 a.m., and he was not. Wait, so what part of this is humane so far? I am sick to my stomach. I am so... Sorry, go ahead, continue. At 2.15 p.m., a statement was released from the PR firm on behalf of Rev. Dr. Jeff Hood, who will be with Kenneth Smith when he is executed. The statement was, The eyes of the world are on this impending moral apocalypse. The statement said, "Our Our prayer is that people will not turn their heads. We simply cannot normalize the suffocation of each other. Literally the suffocation. Yeah. Because that's all this is. It literally... And I understand that he killed somebody, but this is an inhumane way to go. And I understand that she... It's just against everything that we have stated in our entire lives. Like, the executions are supposed to be painless. They are supposed to be... What do you call it? Humane. Yeah, as humane as ending someone else's life like we used to do it like military style where you stand there and a bunch of people shoot you like we've come so far from that point we haven't apparently haven't because idaho apparently is pushing a bill to bring back the firing squad because you're fucking lying right now no um the reason they even have this as an option in alabama is because apparently it's been so hard for prisons to get the chemicals needed and necessary to put people to death, that they've had to come up with these alternatives. But there shouldn't be alternatives! You should just stop killing people! Sorry. It's okay. But yeah, so that... But the alternative wouldn't be just give them life in prison. Like, I still want to murder this fucker, because he murdered one person, so an eye for an eye? That's what I don't agree with! Like, how are we proving that we're any better than them? Yeah, how do we put somebody like this to death? When there's people who, you know, were literally serial killers. Charles Manson. That didn't get put to death. That they were just... He was never put to death. He was on death row, but never put... He lived his entire fucking life in prison and he had a cult. But this guy, who just happened to get paid $1,000, didn't even get to spend $1,000, but got paid $1,000 for fucking killing some preacher's wife, and now it's goddamn capital punishment. For one death. One Mm -hmm. death. It just blow, boggles my fucking mind. So at 6 p.m., 
The state awaited because they did try to do one final appeal. So the state, uh, the state awaits the Supreme Court's decision on a last-minute appeal made by Smith. Uh, if they ruled against him, Governor K. Ivey would be the only person able to stop the execution from going forward. But at 6.52, so an, about an hour later, the Supreme Court denied Smith's final appeal. According hey, to the Supreme Court, you did it again. You, you turned over Roe v. Wade and then you just killed a man. Good job, guys. And then at 6.55, so literally, they got the overruling at 6.52. At 6.55, witnesses of the execution had been called to the chamber. Which okay. means they literally, not even three minutes later, had already like, cool, we're, we're doing this, bring everybody in. This Let's is get the this thing, right? I, I'm trying to put myself in the position where someone kills someone I love and that I would want to sit there and watch that person die and I just can't. I mean, I, I might take matters into my own hands, but I would not be able to sit there and watch someone be killed that way. So I saw an interview after the fact of everything yeah. with, uh, it was one of the sons stepping forward. Uh, uh, her much sons? Multi- yeah, much older now. And basically he had said, you know, um, as hard as it was, him and his family had already basically, in, or- in order to try and let go of their anger, had forgiven him. Um, for what they had done. Yeah, I don't so know how this, you do that this either. This wasn't a, a celebratory moment for them. They weren't all cheering and excited. Um, you know, he also understood that the way they were doing this felt so, like, wrong. They literally so he, said that Kenneth had chose this or had wanted this. That's how they That's how they worded it. When really he didn't have another option because he was already suffering from PTSD from... The lethal injection that they botched. So, and that's, I can give you the the governor's statement towards it. So at 8.30, Alabama Governor K. Ivey confirms that Kenneth Smith has been executed by nitrogen hypoxia and uh, the first U.S. US execution of its kind. So she said, or the governor states, the execution was lawfully carried out by nitrogen hypoxia the method previously requested by Mr. Smith as an alternative to lethal injection. At long last, Mr. Smith got what he asked for, and this case can finally be put to rest. I don't think you should ever be able to run for governor again. You just brought us back like 100,000 years. You deserve to rot in jail for killing somebody. You deserve to rot in jail. Yeah, after the Supreme Court said their denial... The governor had a chance. Even I am then to so say, sick to my stomach about how right. this world, like, like this could go so much further than just Kenneth. But when you look back, you're going to notice there was a turn in good and evil, and it was this case. This is when it happened. When it when things turned bad, it was right here, right now. When we just decided that it was okay to no kill someone non-humanely mattered. Yeah, how the death he was didn't done. die humanely, by the way. Aaron's going to get into exactly what happened to him during this epoxia thing that they're still going to be okay with tomorrow for anyone who deserves to be executed. But it is not humane. It is not okay. It doesn't not hurt. It is literally fucking playing God, who I don't even believe in, but you played him anyways. So Smith's time of death was officially labeled at 8.25 p.m. And it says the execution took about 22 minutes. And Smith appeared to be remained conscious for several minutes. 
For at least two minutes, he appeared to shake and writhe on the gurney, sometimes pulling against the restraints. That was followed by several minutes of heavy breathing until breathing was no longer perceptible. In the final statement, Smith said before the execution, Tonight, Alabama causes humanity to take a step backwards. I'm leaving with love, peace, and light. He made the I love you sign, like the, the I love you sign with his fa- hands, towards Fine family language. members who were witnesses. Thank you for supporting me. Love, love all of you. And that was the last things he said. So when they say it took 22 minutes, I don't know if that's from the time of getting him strapped in and hooked on or if that's... It doesn't matter. Literally from when they started the gas. It's only supposed to take five minutes. Yeah. It's not supposed to hurt. We signed something saying humane death only. And now we're talking about bringing... You just said that Idaho is bringing back the fucking shotgun brigade. potentially trying to bring back the shooting. Like, I don't... What just happened? Like, literally, what just happened to the United States just now? And, I mean, this brings up a whole... So, the, the biggest problem, and supposedly the one of the longest reasons, other than appeals, that apparently was causing death row inmates to stay on death row for so long was getting the chemicals. But nitrous gas isn't hard to get. So, does this is this going to be the start of, like, a mass prison murder? Like, are they going to start just It's going not humane, so of, it is murder. Yeah. It, then our states should be charged with murder. Wait, what? Like, just, I don't think any of you are going to understand the, like... Gravity of this? The, the enti- Yeah, the gravity of what the fuck it's- just happened. Like, those of you that do, like, please feel free to comment wherever you want to comment on our Facebook page, on our Discord. Like, I want to hear from you for all of those that understand the gravity of what just happened. This guy was not raping little kids. This guy was not... A cultist. This guy just murdered a single person. Now, don't get me wrong. Her Murder's life okay, was important. She mattered. She had children. Her husband, who was a priest or priest, whatever the... He made a bad choice. And he got her killed. And he deserved to rot in hell. Which I hope to God, based on all of that is holy and right, that he that is where he is right now, rotting in hell. And I hope to God that if there is a heaven... She is sitting on her cloud just fucking enjoying it. But I know that she would not have wanted Kenneth to die this way. His family, her family was against Kenneth dying this way. Kenneth was against dying this way. And the United States of America have always been against people dying this way. And we just went against all of that to kill a single man. Because lethal injection wasn't available. Yeah. And they, they try to label it under he chose this because he didn't want to go through suffering more PSD or I feel like PTSD. PTSD of going through a lethal injection again that failed the first time. That just makes me sick. I just. I have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, I feel like this is. This is going to be a short episode because I just want it to be over. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully you're still with us here in the end. We, we have more episodes planned for next week as well. I don't um, feel like the episodes are going to get any better than this, but I'm not going to be as conflicted as I am right now with this case. Or as frustrated as we are with... With the others. The United States with this case. Um, this just feels like a... 
This feels wrong. This feels like a dead end. Like you're looking at, there's no turnaround from here. You just fucked up. We just committed a murder I mean the, on an inmate. What was it? The Reverend literally called it a, a moral apocalypse because of the fact that they threw humanity, or like humaneness out there. And I hate they... to agree. I hate to agree with religion on anything. Like if you put something in front of me and say, this is religion, I will find a way to combat it because I'm just not a religious person. I just don't, I just don't feel that way about things. But... I agree that we just created something that, some kind of evil that just didn't need to happen now. Like I said, this this opens a whole window. Like, I didn't even really think about it till now, but like, if they go, if they make this okay, if enough other states potentially see it as, oh, that wasn't too bad, or, well, now that we know what went wrong and why it lasted so long this time, we'll fix it this way. Then literally the other only thing to, to I this? can pray for is that this stops people from wanting to commit murder. That they see this and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want that. And they just stop killing. I mean, I know that's not likely to happen, but I hope to God the only good thing from this is that people realize that I need to stop killing each other and we just need to live our lives in our own little bubbles and agree to disagree on pretty much everything. I mean, it, it, like I said, with everything going on, with what led to this, all the appeals being denied, uh, from the very beginning, uh, one judge changing the verdict of 11 jurors to yeah. then denying every appeal since then to the Supreme Court, denying an appeal at the very end to basically just say, not this way. And that judge needs to be looked into. Saying, not, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm withhold, I'm not delaying this. I'm not putting an end to this type of killing. Well, we know that they're they in the cell, so they already, as a governor, need to be investigated. And so where is this going to lead us now? Is this going to open the world or our country to newer or worse ways saying well, well apparently we, no we don't care anymore that's what i'm saying we don't care like to what to what extent is this going to continue no, is we just this going to continue or are they going to make a, a a better way to kill people be this way? ready for then, bombs of nitrogen whatever to start existing as like police brutality punishment or something like watch that be the next like oh we just want to knock them out so we don't have to shoot them oh i don't know how they died uh, this is the beginning of, of something big. This sucks. So this with, sucks. With that, we're going to end tonight's episode. I'm sorry we failed you, Kenneth. I'm very, very sorry. Thank I'm you. sorry to Kenneth's family. I'm sorry to Senate's family. family. Like, my heart goes out to you, and I know that you probably struggled immensely having to watch that, and I apologize that our system failed you in a way that couldn't have somehow still given your mom justice without blatantly murdering someone on the table. So with that, we say good night. Good night.